This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. This is Back to the 80s Radio Show with Toscano and Chang. Today we've got a very special episode because we've got guests that are going to be performing live at the Troubadour this coming Thursday the 19th in West Hollywood. You don't want to miss that. Chang, I know you are an old acquaintance of the Troubadour and many other locations on the Hollywood Strip. When you bring up the the Troubadour, it takes me back into the great 80s when uh, hair bands were destroying metal and uh, everybody was out there just having a good time, man, feeling the music, the vibration. L.A. rock and roll was born and alive. I remember going to the Troubadour and meeting uh, the guys from Rat. I I hung out with Diamond Dave at the bar. I seen Sam Kinison there, Cheech and Chong there. The Troubadour, so many great memories, along with of Hollywood of the 80s. Oh, my God. The rock stars that I wanted to beat down, Toscano. Oh, the list is, is endless. <laughs> well, if you've listened to Toscano and Chang here, you know some of those rock stars. So that is a story for a different day. I want to give a special shout out today to everybody listening through all of our platforms, including iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Spotify. And if you're listening to us through one of the podcast platforms like Pandora, Uh, Google, iTunes, and everywhere else. We just want to give you guys a big shout out. Thank you guys for making Back to the 80s Radio the number one most popular 80s radio show in the world. So if you love music, you're going to love Back to the 80s. We're going to be right back. Hey, some of you remember the 80s vibe, right? Well, it lives loud and proud on Back to the 80s with my pals Toscato and Chang. This is a trick. Listen to the decade of decadence right here. Back to the 80s. Welcome back. This is the one and only Back to the 80s radio show. As we promised before the break, we have Gina DeFranco with us as a special guest. She's an executive producer of concerts. But not only that, she's produced artists like Earth, Wind & Fire, UB40, Bob Marley's son, Kamani, And she's the gal that makes the scene by turning concerts and events into spectaculars. And she used to be known, of course, as Gina D, the party diva on radio in New York City with J-Lo's sister back in the 80s with uh, that famous guy Rick Dees in Los Angeles. And of course, she's been on E! Entertainment. She's here today as a friend to great rock music, reporting on a show that, of course, is opening at the Troubadour in Hollywood. Thursday, May 19th, and other cities in California. So, Gina, thanks for being on the show. Oh, it's great to be on. You know, you do such a fun job. And I know you got so many people across the nation, even in Europe, listening to the 80s. Yeah, it's surprising. In 2022, you got so many people that love the 80s. 
I do want to let our 80s fans know that Gina D, of course, is an executive producer of BWAROC, which is, of course, the Better World Awards. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Because I know it's a humanitarian rock concert that is going to be taking yeah, place. Yeah. That's the 10th year we've done this show called the Better World Awards, and it's ROC, R-O-C, Reach Out and Change, for humanity. We raise funds, and every year we've done it in New York City. We've done it in Los Angeles during the Academy Awards. We've done it all around the world. We're going to be televised for the first time, and everyone can just remember this. Check the website out. We're building on a lot of celebrities, so humanitarian celebrities and artists and sports figures who's been humanitarians. We raise money for hunger, for the environment, for equality. And you get to go to the Pompano Amphitheater in Florida next March 11th, 2023. It's really major. Okay. It's a global show that goes online. I'm here to give you the underground scoop on my pick for next week on where to go. Okay. Well, you know, 27 musical adventure. All right. Now, this is so outrageous for me because I was in Las Vegas and I asked the hotel concierge, I asked people, what show have you seen? You know, you're sitting around having cocktails. What show should I see no matter what? Well, I'm in Vegas. I only have three nights. They said, see this 27, a musical adventure. Okay. And that show is going to open at the Troubadour on Thursday night in West Hollywood, May 19th. Did you ever hear the story about the thread of the six artists that all passed away at 27? Rock legends, like amazing artists. They all passed away. They were all rock legends at 27. Who is it? Now, we can probably guess one of the ladies. It was very long ago. We love her. Her makeup, her whole vein, her whole, she's more jazz and the other guys are more rock. It's Amy. She passed away at 27. That's her right, Cobain. Amy Winehouse, yeah. Um, this show ties together the six rock legends that all passed away at 27. And it's done in such a brilliant way. And I got to tell you, I was really a skeptic. You think Jim Morrison is on stage. And anyone that likes the 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s, because Kurt Cobain is in there too. We've got an intro. You got a little rock history voiceover at the beginning. I'm not going to say who does it. It's a very famous voice. And I'm telling you, Jimi Hendrix, he does do the Star Spangled Banner. And oh. let me say it's badass. It oh, is I can badass. imagine. It is. So people have so much fun. You should see the reaction when they come out of the show. I really resisted going having produced the real artist, and I give it an A. You mentioned the the, the artist uh, that passed away at 27. You did mention Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix. You also mentioned uh, Amy Winehouse. I believe Janis Joplin and the forgotten hero of music that never got recognition, Robert Johnson as well, right? Robert Johnson. Now, this is very cool. The Rolling Stones claimed he was the father of rock and roll, possibly the greatest guitarist ever. He was born in 1911, okay? So he's not quite up there with those guys that we think of in the 60s that, you know, passed on. Uh, but this man, and it's kind of poignant, and it's a real twist, his birthday, they couldn't find the birth date, and it was confirmed May 19th, the day the show opens. So he's an African-American man that was really in the forefront, going, traveling around, with his guitar, and he passed away at 27. So 
you got the doors, which is always fun, right? So oh, those are those doors. are the six. Oh, and did you you mentioned Janice? Yeah, Janice Joplin. Yeah, the girl that plays Janice has the moves, and it's subtle, and it's right on. I mean, we see a lot of Amy's all the time, you know, often, and this girl hits it on the in, in, on the dot. So. You cannot miss like in the show. And then there's an ensemble. They all get together at the end. It's it's just outrageous. It starts early, like 7.30. Doors open at 7. I know you mentioned something. We were talking before the show. And you had mentioned something about Janis Joplin having passed after visiting the Troubadour. Is that right? Yeah, we got all these threads going on with the Troubadour opening. So it's kind of pretty going to, it's going to be an epic night. Okay. Janice partied at the Troube. We used to call it the Troube. Uh, when she partied at the Troubadour the night before she passed away. And Glenn and Don Henley met at the Troubadour in 1970 and decided to form the group. I'm really pro on this 27. And then it's doing a lot of Northern California, Middle California. And they're also going to be in Vacaville. That's on June 16th, starting at 7 p.m. Vacaville is located in Solano County in Northern California, about 35 miles away from Sacramento and about 55 miles away from San Francisco. So it's within the Sacramento Valley, but some consider it to be part of San Francisco as well. I think everyone that goes there, it's going to be really a soulful, spiritual, not to be corny, but it's going to be a magical mystery. Thank you so much, because if there's one person that uh, is, is is like a bookie with one arm and three phones, it's you. See, you're so busy. Thank you for oh, taking the time. And for, I can't wait to see everybody. You're yeah, going to go to the show, yeah? I'm going you're to going the, the show. show. Yeah, I Definitely. know you are. I can't wait, especially because you know what? This covers such a broad range of musical genius throughout the different eras and oh if we ever need some great music it's today thank you for joining us gina this is thank you this is the one and only back to the 80s radio we're going to be right back so don't go away you're listening to back to the 80s You remember the first time you tried these games? Space Cadet. But with practice, Captain Galaxy. And when you first tried Coke, I bet you said, no, thank you. But hey, 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 let's try Coke again. Because once you got that new wave taste, you want to try it again, again, and again. Practice makes perfect. Catch the wave, the Coke. Now, back to good, wholesome, politically correct entertainment. Oops, wrong station. <clears throat> now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. Commercials, bad. Music, good. Now, with zero commercials. Please help support and send your donation today. We are going back to the 80s. This is Back to the 80s. And before the break, we mentioned to you we have a very special guest, co-producer, musical director, and guitarist, of the 27th show, which is going to be at the Troubadour in West Hollywood on the 19th of May. Doors open up at 7. Eric Himmel, welcome to Back to the 80s. Well, thank you, Mario. Thank you for having me. I'm really stoked uh, to be here. Thank you so much. How did this whole 27th show come about? Okay, well, I will try to give you the Cliff Notes version of the 27th show. Sure. Uh, but before the 27th show, we have to rewind just a little bit because um, 
I had a Monday night residency at the world famous Viper Room in Los Angeles for six years. And it was a variety show. I featured 20, 30, 40 of the top touring musicians, A-list vocalists. I had anybody that was anybody in music come through and perform in my night. It was a, a very eclectic night, completely unrehearsed. And that was kind of my home base in Los Angeles for the last six years. And, you know, I would go out and tour as a, as a side artist and participate in some of those things. And the reason I bring that up is because I was doing this show for quite some time. And uh, the Kurt Cobain, uh, Gabe Masca, who you will be featuring on uh, the show, yeah, he, uh, he was performing at the night. And he actually was performing a few Nirvana songs with some other uh, tour musicians. And a gentleman was in the crowd by the name of Rainy L. Petrolli. And Rainy is a uh, student of Adnan Khashoggi, uh, the richest man in the world in the 80s. So Rainy was his right-hand man and businessman. Uh, but Rainy actually, for 10 years, always wanted to get into the entertainment business. And with the uh, writer out of San Francisco, James Alessandro, they both had this idea to put on an event, a movie, any type of um, project that was related to the 27th Club. So I actually had no involvement with the initial concept of it, but Rainey was in attendance at my night and saw Gabe performing a few Nirvana songs and spark his memory of, well, I've always wanted to do this project, and Rainey's a big student of the Napoleon Hill book, Think and Grow Rich, and he saw that as a moment of opportunity to revive this project, and we were put in touch, myself and Rainey, and within two weeks, we created the entire live show, developed it, cast it, produced it and directed the entire thing and did a debut performance, actually, March 10th, 2020, the day before the world shut down. It was the last performance at the Troubadour Club. And that is actually the real backstory of how 27 came to be. We did one performance with two weeks' notice, sold out the Troubadour in L.A., and then the world shut down. So wow. that's actually the genesis of this project. You pulled this off within two weeks with yeah. with the group that you're involved with before right before the world shut down and today i mean you guys have come so far talk to us a little bit about what happened next right so during soundcheck it was it was quite interesting because you know our drummer at the time he was getting text messages and you know we finished the song in the soundcheck and he goes oh, I just had my weekend shows canceled. And the bass player looks at his phone and he goes, yeah, I just had a tour canceled. But as we were getting ready to do this massive show, everybody's just world was falling apart. And somehow we, that night, it was, it was just a magic, a magic moment, that whole show. And we filmed it with five cameras. We took the audio, mixed the audio, and we did a multi-camera presentation of the, of the show. And, and that show was a was a two and a half hour show, and no, not one person left. We played the full versions of every song. We did uh, three or four songs per artist, and we really did a 
the show was a little was quite different from the show that we're going to do with Trudor next week on the 19th, May 19th, and it's quite different from the Vegas show that we did. So to get you to where we are now, we're sitting around and you know the world is shut down. We have this video, and you know by June it's ready to go, and we're we did a viewing party and, and watched it. And I was like, what are we going to do with this? And um, we saw we started to see that Las Vegas was getting a little looser. You know, they realized that they had to open up and sure. find a way to do some business. And you know, we're like, okay, this would be a good idea. So around, I'd say, November 2020, we we just started poking around. And Wayne, uh, the producer of the show, he's uh, had a really long stint in Vegas where he would go every weekend for two or three years. And uh, his casino host, Steve Sear, who helped, get us to the right people in Vegas. I mean, he, he told us that Ramey was bringing a million dollars every weekend to gamble with. So Ramey has a Not bad. long history. Yeah. Ramey and Las Vegas have quite a long history. So it, it, it just made sense. And through November till April, 2021, we were negotiating and all of a sudden things would shut down again or there would be more restrictions. So we never really got, we never could get ink to paper until April 30th, 2021, and we opened May 19th, 2021. It was the fastest anybody's ever put a residency show together within two weeks. Once again, in a two-week timeline, merchandise was created, light design was done, set design was done, performers were rehearsed, and we were in Las Vegas opening wow. May 19th. Like 130 shows at the Virgin Hotel. Wow. So I guess you could say the planets aligned and the universe was uh, basically blessing you guys with something that was just in the making and something that was going to bring so much to a generation that has been lacking that knowledge of how music used to be. Wouldn't you say? Right. Yeah, it, it is quite interesting that even myself, I, for a moment, I'm like, I'll think this is impossible to, to put together and I'm the one having to put it together and for a second I'll, I'll think like there's no there's no way <laughs> but then when you have the faith and you have the vision and you see the end product and you're determined enough it does fall into place and this show for whatever reason has we've had hiccups along the way but when it comes time to deliver something in such a short period of time we found a way with the right team and we deliver it and it's and it's world class and you know we had a lot of great reviews in las vegas but um and your second point is you're right i mean this is what's special about this show is that people in attendance that maybe are from this current generation or one before never had the opportunity to see some of these artists so we really try to be as authentic as possible we studied meticulous photographs and videos of their outfits. I mean, we really did our best to make you feel like you are in 19, you know, late 60s, Janis Joplin and, you know, Jimi Hendrix. And, you know, we, we really did our best to bring that experience to people. Because, yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, I certainly never got to experience anything but Amy Winehouse. So. Right, right. And then you, and then you have, of, of course, the gentleman who your show opens up, I believe, is Mr. Johnson. Is that correct? Uh, Robert, yeah, Robert Johnson, the original 
blues legend. So, I mean, he, he his music was all acoustic uh, Delta blues. He was the creator of Delta blues, but he wrote Crossroads. He wrote a song, uh, Me and the Devil Blues. He also wrote Sweet Home Chicago, which you know, every blues player, Joe Bonamassa, Eric Clapton, everybody's played that. Eric Clapton is a really famous version of it. So we, he's the, the beginning of the show and t- really tied everything together because he, he's famous in the, in the movie Crossroads with Steve Vai and Joe Satriani. Sure, with Ralph he, Macchio and, and uh, yeah, Steve Vai yeah. there, yeah. Yeah, so his legacy is not really well known by the people that listen to Amy Winehouse, but all the other five artists in the show have a deep history with the blues and they all, it all ties really back to Robert Johnson. And the show is you're taken on this journey and it's narrated by John O'Hurley from Seinfeld. And he explains how Kurt Cobain, how his influences come from Robert Johnson and, and Amy Winehouse. And so, but Robert, you're right. Robert Johnson is overlooked, but he's, he's the center point because, the legend is that he sold his soul to the devil for his in, insane talent that he had. Yeah, and if you're just joining us, and you guys do get the chance to uh, have a day off on Thursday, the 19th of May, I cannot stress how cool, how amazing and important it is musically for your soul, for my soul, that you attend at the Troubadour. What time, uh, Eric, do the doors open? I believe 7 p.m.? 7 p.m., yeah, and a show at 7.30. You can somehow get your butt over there. Um, I, I guarantee you're going to have the best time ever. We do have some tickets still available, but Los, Los Angeles is a very weak uptown, so it's best to, at this point, jump on them as quickly as possible when you hear this if you're interested in attending because they they will go at this point. They will go much faster, and we will be will be sold out. Don't go away. We're going to be right back at Back to the 80s. I love the show. Highly recommend it. All the acts were amazing. What was your favorite? Amy Winehouse, of course. I felt like we had ghosts from the past, like, singing to us. It was loud. It was boisterous. It was real. Rattled you right up. Rattled you right up, man. It was awesome. All of them look exactly like who they were representing and sounded even better. The show was 10 out of 10. Cobain was my favorite by far. Honestly, it was the best I've ever heard. I thought that Hendrix, it looked like Hendrix. Greatest musical icons in our history who were gone at such a young age. It's it's an amazing tribute. Really, really good. The whole show top to bottom. The show is unbelievable. It really felt like they were here. Such a great night. Come down, check out 27. You're going to love it. Hey, if you listen to rock and roll radio in the 80s, then listen to this. Toscano and Chang, they will transport you back in time, back to the 80s. This is the one and only Back to the 80s radio show. We are talking with co-producer, musical director, and guitarist Eric Himmel. Something that I really want to know is why you chose the artist that you chose from from Hendrix to Winehouse to Cobain. Why did you choose the group that you have? Yeah, well, the you know the show being uh, twenty seven. I mean, we had a there's this twenty seven club, this mystery uh, thing amongst all these extremely talented musicians that 
they all died at 27 and a conspiracy theory about it. And we, you know, when we created this show, it, it, it's really a musical journey because you have blues, you have rock, you have R&B, you have grunge, you have, you know, psychedelic rock. I mean, you really go on a musical journey. And the interesting thing about the show is if you don't like one artist, you're going to like one of the other five. So, you know, it, it, it's really appeals to a lot of people, but we chose these, these six specifically because of the 27 death uh, date. And, and there's a few others that, you know, we wanted to add. Uh, we would love to have had Brian Jones from the Rolling Stones who died 27 in the show. We, we don't feature Brian Jones. We really wanted to focus on the famous vocalist that, that has such a huge impact in society, the, the counterculture movement, you know, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, Jimi Hendrix, those three. I mean, they, they had such a, such a huge influence in, in, in the world. And also, all five of the artists tie into the sixth one, Robert Johnson, where he, he essentially influenced them all indirectly with his original Delta Blues. And Robert Johnson only had, I think, like 20 recorded songs ever. And they were all acoustic with his vocal and him. So we chose those artists specifically for that reason, because how, it, how they all tied into Robert Johnson's story behind it, the story of the counterculture, the story of how all these amazing artists influence each other and influence society. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that uh, some of the members of the Rolling Stones even mentioned that Johnson was probably the greatest guitarist of all time. So it's interesting that you bring that performer's art to the stage again. And it's so awesome that we get to, to enjoy that because, you know, as I mentioned a little while ago, we're so needy. We're so musically needy nowadays because we tend to uh, just, you know, we live in a fast-paced world. Everything's digital. Everything is just convenience. Everything is fast-paced. And sometimes we forget, you know, there was a time when we, you remember the times we used to go and shop for albums and we used to spend hours looking through albums and covers and music was more like an experience for us, for many of us. And right. now we have, we've lost that. And when I saw that you guys have this, uh, this great, this great show, it kind of slowed me down and I'm going like, wow, what a great thing to bring the new generation. Some, something that they can come and they can actually sit down and go, oh, oh, this is how it all started. This is how yeah. it all began. Yeah. And, the, and, and, and they all performed at a time where technology was different, uh, how humans interact with each other was different. So we tried to really transport people for the, you know, 95, 100 minute show. We really tried to center them to what it would be like to be witnessing these artists at that time. I mean, we really... We really want people to be lost in the music instead of just lost in their phones and lost in this other distractions. I mean, we, we've created a, a very heavy visual show with projection. And we, so we, it's very immersive to the point of, you know, we, we, and we saw great results in Las Vegas. So, you know, we tweaked the show over time and we really saw that people were very engaged to it. 
and you know a lot of the older generation it brings them back to a time when they were experiencing this music as children and you know we we really see and our goal is to is to have that be a total experience well that that's awesome that the reception has been proven that it's that it shows and a real cool thing that i think eric is when people are attending hey phones away you can't skip through this playlist you got to sit from beginning to end and just enjoy the heck out of it yeah 100%. you are the guitarist now are you the guitarist for every set for every performer yeah yes yeah. so the way it works is we have a backing band which includes myself as musical director and guitarist. And we have two guitars, keyboards, bass, and drums, and we stay up the entire time and back up all these different vocalists. And we're all, you know, everybody in the backing band has got, you know, very, very qualified and a long list of credits that they've worked with major artists. So you really, you get the benefit of seeing some of the best musicians that Los Angeles has to offer backing up some of the greatest uh, singers and performers. So... That's how that that part of the show works. And you guys are going to be playing at one of the most legendary locations in the entire world as well. The Troubadour in West Hollywood this coming Thursday, May 19th. Get your tickets now. You can go ahead and uh, get in contact through us at Back to the 80s Radio. You can go through our Facebook. You can go through our social media. Go through wherever you can, but get in to see 27 the show the ultimate tribute show you're not going to regret it you're going to love it mr eric himmel thank you for being on back to the 80s thank you Mario. appreciate it thank you and we'll see you we'll see you at the show yeah we'll see you at the show it's going to be great mr gorbachev tear down this wall if it's popular we do it Awesome. And now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. Thanks for joining us on Back to the 80s. We have Adi. Now, Adi, can you help me with the pronunciation of your last name? Is it Argelasi? Damn, you nailed it. Oh, good. <laughs> I was a little worried. You know he's half Italian, right? Yeah, but I got but I got her first name wrong. I said it's A-D-I. It's either right. Adi or Adi. And she says, it's none of those. It's Adi, which is even even prettier. So you are one of the stars to 27, the ultimate concert that's going to be live at the Troubadour uh, Thursday, mm -hmm. the 19th of May. We're telling everybody to show up. You cover one of the greatest performers of all time who happened to pass away at the age of 27. Uh, it's such an honor. She's always been my idol. So, you know. I hope I do justice with her. <laughs> now, Adi, what is your most favorite Janis Joplin song to you and that you perform for the audience? Mm, big time Cry Baby. Oh, now that's a beautiful song. Cry Baby, just such a, such a heartbreaking song. Um, she's singing about um, these the the love that never like happens for her that she always begs for it and she always mm -hmm. almost almost did it almost got it but then it never happened and it just and also she's talking there and it, it's quite fun it's really connecting with the audience and it, a lot of people cry <laughs> when they sing it and I try not to cry so <laughs> I'll bet that song and summertime yeah summertime is amazing um, I love her cover to it and um, 
it's it's incredible. During your time on stage, um, how many mm-hmm. how many songs do you get to actually perform in your set before the next artist? Because if I'm not mistaken, you, the entire show is about six artists, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the show is 19 minutes, and I get five songs. I think my segment is around 15 minutes long. Uh, we do a little bit of a chatting with the audience, some jokes, um, and um, almost full length songs, uh, five songs. Mm-hmm. And jokes. Who could pass up a good joke? Dennis was such a jokester, and people think she was so serious and so like, oh, I'm, I'm so sad all the time. But she was actually just all about the partying. So um, mm-hmm. just making some of her silliness that she was doing on stage and interviews. Um. What got you into the, the whole uh, impersonation and the whole becoming Janis Joplin to start? So I always was a huge fan of Janis, and I always wanted to be Janis. <laughs> mm. Okay. Um, and I just was watching a lot of videos of her uh, interviews and live performance. Um, and then I was doing the jam night, the sunset jam night that Eric Himmel was hosting. Um, and I was singing a lot of Janis songs, and that's kind of how he discovered that I can do it. And yeah, yeah, my dad um, was a guitar player um, and singer. So he was always playing me Janis Joplin and, um, you know, uh, Pink Floyd and all, all the good stuff. <laughs> right on to your dad. That's the way to go. What is it about Janis in particular, aside from singing? Is there something that attracts you so much to her personality? Yes. Um, I can really connect with her, like how she grew up. I was always the odd, odd person out. Like, I like to be super loud and I want everyone to look at me, but I wasn't really like, the most, the prettiest of them all, or like mm-hmm. the brightest of them all. And I was always trying to, I was trying so hard and I never was like the best, you know? Well, <laughs> so now, it's, now like- it's hard to believe that you weren't the prettiest of them all because, uh, folks, I got to tell you, if you're back to the 80s fan, uh, Adi has got the look. So you, there's no worries there. <laughs> oh, thank you. What did you say? Say it again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hey, Toscano, it would be like that 80s song. The look of love. She's got the look. She's got the look. The look of love. Tell us about the show 27, the ultimate concert. Uh, what, are, what, what are people going to expect by by going, especially at the Troubadour, such an important location? Troubadour. That's where we start the show. That was the first time um, the show happened. Um this show is about the artists, musicians who died at 27. It starts with uh, Robert Johnson, The Rock, and then Janis Joplin shows up, and Jimi Hendrix. And then, um, you know, it takes you to the journey of all these artists of all different timings, um, different eras, and it ends with Amy Winehouse and all their tragedy and how they died and telling you the story and highlights of music and the jokes and the heartbreaks and the rock and roll and you dance, you cry, you laugh. Um, you know, you, you, it's a journey through your emotions, basically. It's such a good time. Uh, it's almost like you are creating a visual musical encyclopedia back in time of all these great artists and their tragedies of 27. Would you not say? You said it just right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> better than I did. <laughs> you know, Adi, I think it's fantastic what you guys are doing because it introduces a different music genius a different mind of what music was 
throughout generations, mm-hmm. and it introduces it to the newer generation. Do you find that you guys have um, a younger crowd? And I know that sometimes you play in locations where only it's it's over 21. But do you find that you get a younger crowd going as well? So I tell you what, at the beginning, it started with like older people when we did the show in Vegas. Um, and then when it was like um, people started talking about the show and they heard that we have Amy Winehouse and Kurt Cobain, uh, younger and younger people showed up. In L.A. is different because L.A., they know so much about music and they're all about rock and roll. So they really know about all these musicians. But uh, mostly the younger crowd will show up for Amy Winehouse and Kurt Cobain. Um, nice. So, yeah, you know, it's like a mix. It's a mix. We want to thank you for your time to be here on Back to the 80s Radio and on K-Hits 92.5. Uh, let us know where exactly and when can they find you there at the Troubadour. Uh, you know, who do you come after and at what time should they be there at the show? All right. So the show is happening May 19th, Thursday, at the Troubadour in um, West Hollywood, Um I think doors opening at 7 p.m., showtime 7.30. You really want to get tickets uh, before because I heard that all the seats are already sold out. Maybe now it's standing. Um, but you really want to get your tickets in advance because you don't want to go there and then, oh, no, it's sold out. <laughs> you know, I forgot to ask you. Are, now, are you guys available after the show or before the show or at some part or never uh, to give autographs? We usually do meet and greet after the show. I'm not sure what's going to happen this time, but probably will. Well, you you heard it, folks. I mean, Adi, you are going to be representing the spirit and soul of music in the form of Janis Joplin that night. And we want everybody who is listening right now to head on over to the Troubadour next Thursday, the 19th. Get there before 7 o'clock. Find a scalper. Find somebody to get a ticket. If not, climb on somebody's shoulder. Look through the windows. And if you can't do that, at least put your ear to the door. Because Janis Joplin, the whole 27 Ultimate Concert is there live. Adi, thank you for being on Back to the 80s. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And again, Adi, it's me, John, again, floating above your head and... I just want to wish you the best of luck on that evening, and uh, I want you to go out and remain to be yourself and spread that vibe and kick some loyal butt and have a good time and remember to bring in the rock and roll and penetrate everybody's soul. All right. Thank you so much. Now, Tusky, a little bit of trivia for some of our listeners out there. Actually, October 4th, 1970 was the date that Janis Joplin passed away. Now, oddly enough, she had left the troubadour oh, that man. day fun fact or scare uh, tactic? i think it was a i think it's a scare <laughs> scary fact especially knowing that janice joplin died of a heroin overdose mm. that day anyway this is the one and only back to the 80s radio show when we come back we've got another special guest another performer that passed away at 27 Ooh. Only on Back to the 80s Radio. If they were a laxative, they'd be so powerful, you could stand on your head and sh** on the ceiling. That position would not only be unavailing, but also undignified. And now, Back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. Welcome back to Back to the 80s, hosted by yours truly, the ever so wondrous Chang. And I could not ride this path of greatness alone, no. 
alongside on his trusty Palomino as I ride on my steed, my devastating Italian partner who rides without assless chaps <laughs> backwards on his stallion, the ever so beautiful Toscano. Especially when it's nice and cold. Now, remember, we, we've been talking about 27, the ultimate concert, the ultimate tribute. And this rock legend, probably more famous now than he ever was before, an artist portraying Kurt Cobain by the name of Gabe Masca. Gabe, welcome to Back to the 80s. Thank you for having me. The world knows Kurt Cobain. Now that we have you here, you basically portray not only the physical ex- appearance, but you also put on his spirit and his soul uh, when you're on stage. How did you end up becoming Kurt Cobain on stage? You know, it's interesting because I remember the first time someone told me I looked like Kurt. I didn't even, I, you know, I hadn't even picked up a guitar yet. I just remember being a little kid. I was like nine years old or something like that. And I had long hair, you know. This guy was like, you look like Kurt Cobain. And like part of me like already kind of knew who he was, but like in a subconscious way, because, you know, I was born in 92. He was always on the radio, you know, Nirvana was always playing as I was growing up. And I just remember, you know, when I finally actually discovered, you know, Nevermind and all that, you know, and I got into his music and all that. It's like, okay, this makes sense to me, you know, and then I fell in love with his music and I was like, I wasn't trying to look like him. I just did, (laughs) you know, I just remember every day going to school, you know, and then the school bus just like blasting never mind with my my headphones and that just kind of became part of who i am you know so like when when eric called me to uh play kurt cobain on this show it's like you know at first you know i thought because of what kurt used to say you know why why try to be someone else it's a waste of who you are i was like you know maybe i don't want to do it but then it was like you know what that is part of who i am right. you know i love nirvana i love Kurt Cobain, and it's so sad that he's gone, you know, and I was like, now that we also lost uh, Taylor Hawkins, a very terrible, uh, sad loss, you know, uh, very sad, um, you know, I feel like it's even more important, you know, to, to do what I do for the show, you know, to keep that spirit alive, because I feel like if it's something I can do, uh, then I then I will, because I love it. Now, uh, seeing that you portray Kurt Cobain so deeply, and this... Uh a show that you're going to embark upon about 27 and it, it, it brings out all the great talents, but yet the tragedies of everyone in uh, this show in this realm of rock and roll who have passed away due to the dark sides of drugs, whether it was harder drugs or pharmaceutical drugs. Uh, it's kind of been taboo that uh, rock and roll and drugs go hand in hand. And so does young death. Uh, you yourself as a performer, do you find yourself ever wanting to show the newer audience listeners that the woes and the whatnots of drugs they should not embark upon and maybe possibly using times of tragedy in a more positive way, such as music and other forms rather than drugs? Me personally, I mean, I, I don't really get into the topic too much because that's a very personal thing for everyone individually you know i just think that people should talk to each other more and check up on each other a lot more often than they do because a lot of times you think someone is just doing totally fine and they're successful or whatever so they must be right but in reality they're not and you know now we end up losing these people because nobody bothered to check up on them you know i just think that if, if anything 
uh, that's all I got to say on the issue, you know, because I guess that's a personal thing for, for each of us individually and everyone goes through their thing. I hate when people like, you know, cast out or marginalize people that, you know, do get loaded or whatever they do, you know, like do drugs or whatever, just because they maybe don't want to work with them or whatever. They don't want to, you know, um, they don't, they, they don't want to bother with it, you know? And I, I think that's a mistake because everyone, you know, is, is got a lot of potential in them. Maybe they just don't know yet. Or maybe they have and, and they realize that potential, but they don't really feel like the love back from, from the community or whatever it is because of this uh, sort of like, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's just something that's looked, look, it's frowned upon nowadays yeah. more so than never. It should just be talked more openly about and accepted because, you know, a lot of people are dealing with it. And sometimes you don't even know, you know, like I didn't know Taylor Hawkins was still doing that, you know, so he was clean and all, but you never know, you know. In, so, in, that, in the world of entertainment where uh, everything is so easily at, attainable, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, some, some people just find it harder than others to, you know, combat certain temptations. You know, other people have different yeah. different temptations that they succumb to, and uh, and you know we we should all just uh, take a moment to be there for those that are uh, quietly uh, suffering, right. because um, you know those things sometimes take a turn for the worse, and we all know what happens. Yeah. But let's go on to the lighter yeah. side. You know what, man? When it comes to show prep, you know, so many times it bothers me. Sometimes when I'm cracking a line of blow and smoking a couple of joints and have about three or four shots, when somebody taps me on the shoulder and says, hey, man, get a hold of yourself. What do you think you're doing? And I have to turn around and tell them, hey, man, it's called show prep. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I am on a drug. It's called Charlie Sheen. Um, it, uh, it's not available because if you try it once, you will die. Your face will melt off and your children will weep over your exploded body. Um, too much. On that note, hey, Gabe, talk to us a little bit about 27 and what you guys have in store. Uh, talk to us about your particular set and what your main goal is, what, what you're going to try to do at the Troubadour to, uh, to drive people crazy that night. Um, you know, um, as a fan, I would love to have been able to see that live with Kurt. You know, I saw them play at uh, Cal Gym. 2018. Mm. I was actually backstage hanging out with them after the show. Super That's nice cool. people, right? Dave was awesome. Chris was great, you know. And uh, anyways, I think that the main goal for me is to create um, maybe, I don't know if this is the right word, but the illusion that you are there at that time, that you're there watching actually, you know, Nirvana with Kurt. Um, and uh, because I would love to have been able to see that. You know, like I said, I was born in 92, so he died a couple of years later. I never had the chance to see that. And it's just such a shame because it's one of my top three bands for sure. It's Nirvana. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 27, I'm sure uh, the listeners are aware of this concept now. Uh, but it's like a variety show. So you have the same band and singers take turns. And I come up right after Jim Morrison. And then right oh, after nice. the, the Winehouse, it's like the, the closing, like, two acts. You know, and then we do another song at the end all together. But um, yeah, I think that's the the goal of the of the show. Just like as a whole, is to create that uh, immersive kind of like experience to where you kind of feel like you're there at that point in time. And uh, it's uh, I think it's a really cool concept because I'm also a fan of all the other artists. You know, Janis Joplin, mm -hmm. uh, 
and, uh, you know, Hendrix and all that. Robert Johnson, I mean, come on, he started the whole thing, you know? So it's like, yeah. it's really good to be a part of that. I'm really proud to, like, you know, uh, of being able to keep that going somehow because uh, especially nowadays, like, a lot of the bands and, and artists you see, they're playing along these tracks, you know, and it's cool that we actually have a band they're all killer players, you know. It's like yeah. really cool to have that backing me up too, and all the other artists, the singers, you know. So I'm really happy with it. Like I'm looking forward to it. It's kind of like a full circle moment because we started at the Troubadour, and we went to Vegas, did a whole residency there last year, and yeah. Uh, now we're back. So and there's gonna be more shows being announced uh, very soon here, um, starting mid June. So. Yeah, we're taking the show on the road, man. Now, let me ask you. I'm going to give you some Nirvana trivia uh, for everybody listening. And maybe for you, too, uh, Gabe. I don't know. I'm I'm sure you probably know everything about Nirvana. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. Okay, cool. Don't put me on the spot, man. No, 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 no. no. This is for everybody listening. So did you guys know that Nirvana has a live on-air album? Okay, so for those of you who don't know, Live on air from 1987 when they were at KOS Radio, the Evergreen State College in Olympia, Washington, radio. Wow. And they did an entire jam session live on the radio. Did you guys know that? Bet you didn't. Now, Gabe. I can't uh, lie. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's see that you always learn something new about Nirvana. Now, yeah. it's and I only bring that up because um, – the album cover to that, they made it into an album, believe it or not, because they, they got to make money, right? So they made yeah, the, the similar album to, if I'm not mistaken, the the one with the baby, the Nevermind. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, I bring you back to that album because you remember that baby? Remember that whole issue where that baby now as an adult is suing Nirvana? To have Nevermind tattooed on his chest or something. I think he just got upset because he never grew into the size of his penis, so he had to make a big ordeal of it and try and get some cash. I just wanted your take on that, on that whole issue of the Nevermind and the poor guy, you know, because he may show up at the event and, and may want to call you out on that. You just never know. Some naked guy standing there with a small penis with the scent of chlorine, that might be the guy from Nirvana. You just never know. What is your most favorite song that tends to your heart? But not only that, the best song that you sing that appeals to your heart and appeals to the audience's heart. I'd have to say uh, Lithium, for sure, because, I mean, it's a very dynamic song, so you do have, like, a very soft verse. Chorus is just, you know, it's the simplest lyric ever. It's just, yeah, yeah, you know, and I get to, like, clean that out from the top of my lungs, you know, and then yeah. when you think it's gone high enough on dynamics it just keeps going even harder on on the the b section of that like that little bridge thing i like it and then you know just yeah. people bobbing their heads and you know yeah it's, it's just such a great song and it's like you know it's one of the easiest ones for me to sing to be honest although it's like a very intense song yeah and uh i like being able to let loose and not have to worry too much about like you know the way i'm singing it or whatever because um, you know, then I can just get lost in the moment. And I love doing that. So I would say that when you guys are up on stage and you create that vibe, when you make a, a you put a song out there, especially a song that is a, a copy, 
but it's almost like surfing or skateboarding. You catch that wave and you carry it and you it carries you to however it's going to move and you're going off the motion of the audience and you add your own creativity. It's like a musical wave, wouldn't you say? They already know the song too, you know. Gabe Masca, everybody, he will be joining you and I and everybody else who is at the Troubadour on May 19th. Gabe, I wish you all the best on the 19th. Go out there, break a leg, and have a kick-ass show. And remember, take that vibe of the music to everybody out there alive. Thanks for coming on the show. We look forward to seeing you, Gabe, on the 19th at the Troubadour in West Hollywood. We'll be back. This is the one and only Back to the 80s. Thanks a lot, Gabe. Thank you. Hey, this is Laurie Miller from the first and original Expose, and you're listening to Back to the 80s Radio with Toscano and Chang. Hey, 80s rock musicians and bands, Lost Track of the 80s wants your tunes. If you have a great song recorded in the 80s and you think it rocks, send an MP3 and photos to me, Mario Toscano, here at Back to the 80s Radio. We'll listen to every song sent and maybe you'll be the lucky band to be chosen and featured around the world on our show, Back to the 80s Radio. Welcome back to Back to the 80s. Chang here at Toscano and Chang. And we are ending this rendition. I want to wish you all a peaceful night. Remember to keep those smiles up. Stay lifted and gifted. Don't let nothing get you down. To everybody out there in crisis, remember tomorrow is a better day. And we all matter. I bid you all an adios. Arrivederci. Hasta mañana. Hasta la vista. Hasta luego. Sayonara. And to all my homies in the old barrio, orale vatos Toscano. want to thank you guys for joining us, taking the time to be with us on another Friday. We bid you a pleasant weekend. Take care.